Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, July 27th. We've got a big day lined up today all around health. It is time for another episode of Destination Health. We'll follow that up with After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. And then after that, we'll be doing live Q&A on HealthyTribe.com. So uh, I've got a couple things I'm going to talk about right now. We're going to get to your calls. We're opening the phone lines right now. So start dialing 855-950-3835. When Lauren joins us later today, we'll talk about uh, fats. We'll kind of take a deep dive into fats, cover a lot of topics there, answer any questions you have. And then for the live Q&A today, I'm going to commandeer the video and I'm going to do a live video update on my Stress Busters protocol uh, and the X3 workout that I've changed. So I've been, I've been tweaking. I'm really excited about the new protocol. You know, I worked on this for about a year, thought I had it nailed down, tried all kinds of different variations. Uh, and then I got away from it, took a break while I was on the road. And when I got back home, I had to dive back into it again, but I started tweaking some things and changing. I think getting away from it a little while uh, gave me some new perspective, and I absolutely love the new changes, and the results are pretty incredible, so I'll share that with you today on the live video later at HealthyTribe.com. So a lot going on. If you've got a question, a comment, a topic, anything to do with health, jump in and join us. Dial right now. I'll get to those calls here in just a little bit. So I was working on an idea yesterday and, you know, I was thinking about this concept risk versus reward. We, we talk about it quite a bit when it comes to things like investment and financial planning or making big decisions. You know, what's the risk and what's the reward? And the idea being, if there is more risk, there should be more reward. But that's not always the case. We do all kinds of really risky things that have almost no reward. But I was thinking about the idea, you know, risk versus reward. It's a good way of looking at things. But then maybe I'm just frustrated with the fact that it's so hard to get people to work anymore. And it's harder and harder to find people who are really good at their job. And we're talking about, you know, this whole generation that um, isn't, doesn't seem to be going back to work. And I got thinking, why have we never talked about the idea of work versus reward? I kind of looked it up. There's really no reference to this whatsoever. Risk versus reward has been around forever. But why don't we talk about the, the idea of work versus reward? And I was thinking about it because I was trying to come up with ways for myself to stay motivated to do the protocol. And because when I do, the results are incredible. I don't understand the whole, you know, 
human nature thing. I There are things that I know when I do them, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be glad that I did them. And yet I still have to push myself every day. And working out and doing a protocol like this, one of those things that I just have to push myself every day. And I'm trying to find some new ways to keep myself motivated so I don't have to struggle so much with that. So I started thinking about this idea of... The new protocol is roughly about 40 to 45 minutes. It's really not that long. And that includes the shower at the end and the cold shower. And so I've really shortened it a lot. And really, I've made it more effective and shorter. That's the beauty of the new changes. It takes less time, better results. So you would think it would be easy for me to get motivated to go do this because I see the results. I feel so much better. And yet for some reason, my brain still wants to avoid this. And when I looked at it, I thought, you know, I always feel better afterwards. In fact, I always feel better while I'm doing it. Even the breathing in the uh, infrared sauna is pretty incredible. I mean, I get, immediate results within the first couple of minutes I start to feel better so I get an instant payback and then we know there's a huge long-term payback so I started thinking about this idea of I need to approach this and look at how little I have to put into this really It's not that much to put into it. And the reward I get back from doing the hard work, not working hard, there's a difference. This is all about doing the hard work. And for some reason, our brains want to avoid the hard work all the time. That's what the whole book was about. Uh, I talk about it all the time, the war of art. That's the whole concept in this book about the hard work. You know, when you work hard, and you do have to work hard to be successful. I'm not saying you don't, but it's never enough. There are a lot of people who work really, really hard and get almost nothing in return for it, and they do it their whole life. When you're working hard, you're trading time for money. That's it. And for the most part, the last hour you trade doesn't pay you any more than the first. And the hour you're doing today probably doesn't pay you much more than the hour you did a year ago or five years ago. In reality, it probably doesn't pay you much more in real terms buying power than the hour you worked 30 years ago. That's why... 90% of Americans, over 90% of Americans, when they retire, they are not self-sufficient. They are still dependent on some other source of income to get by. And that's a shame. That, That just shouldn't be. But if all you do is work hard your whole life, that's probably where you'll end up. Working hard is, is a requirement. It's just not enough. You have to do the hard work. When you do the hard work, you get exponential results. You know, I just talked about money. What about health? Well, 
retirement age is roughly 65. The age group 65 to 79. And 79 is pretty close to the uh, lifespan, average lifespan for Americans, I think. Close enough. So we're talking about this group that has retired and not died yet. 65 to 79. I think I've talked about this statistic before that they're on like four or five different prescription drugs, but I found another one. Uh, 65 to 79 year olds, that age group, they actually fill over 27 prescriptions every year. That's insane. Think about that. 27 different prescriptions every year. Now, when I say different, I mean, they may have one drug that they have to refill that prescription five times during the year. And then they're on another drug, maybe they have to refill that one eight times during the year. But when you add up all the prescriptions they have to fill every year, it's over 27 prescriptions. And they're not self-sufficient money-wise. Two things really important in life. We don't teach them in school. We don't teach them at home because our parents weren't taught them, so they couldn't teach it to us. We weren't taught it. We can't teach it to our kids. But those are horrible statistics that you work hard your whole life, four decades of work. And what do you get for it? You're not self-sufficient financially and you're filling 27 prescriptions a year? You know, we're a pretty successful country, but boy, have we screwed that one up. We need to fix that. All right. Um, what else? I had some other things. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to take a call. I've got a call. If you want to jump in right now, I'll take some calls. I have some other topics I might jump back and forth on. 855-950-3835. Jump in while you've got the chance. We'll get started on your calls right now. We're going to head off to Texas to get started. Pam, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I appreciate you taking my call and all the time you put in for us. Um, my main question is, um, well, I'll tell you my history. We've been doing this for about three and a half years. My husband's a truck driver, and um, we stay pretty pretty good on it, and um We're trying to do more meat than even vegetables at this point. Good. I do. Once a month, I'll go splurge and have ice cream. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. I just had a little ice cream last night. Well, (laughs) I I guess I lost all my weight in the first six to eight months, if I remember right. I lost about 48 pounds, but I really needed to lose 20 or 30 more to be like at high school weight. Okay. Um, I did talk to Michael a few times, and um, I, I call cheating eating too many sweet potatoes or yeah. too much nuts, or I can't figure out why I'm not continuing to lose weight. And I just don't know if you have some. Yeah, I, I, I did used to try. I used to. I used to try to do. I do eat mostly three to four days a week, one meal a day. Um, so the other days I'll eat it two day two two times, but try to do it in a five hour window. Okay. And then I also um 
have done long fast a long time ago. Got it. Okay. So it sounds to me like you've done a lot of things right. You've tried a lot of things that we recommend sometimes when you kind of stalled on weight loss or there's more you want to lose. So I, at this point, I probably don't think this is as much diet as it is other things. You know, one meal a day is just pretty powerful. Your fasting is powerful. You've even gone, you know, more carnivore. You've done all the things we usually recommend. So at this point, we probably need to focus more on things other than diet. The first thing we focus on because we see this as a pattern over and over and over is stress. Stress will block weight loss. It will do it every time. Stress involves all of the hormones that affect our our weight loss or weight gain. And would you agree that the world is probably a lot more stressful than it's been in the last 50 (laughs) years or so? Yeah, we'd be messed up if not. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's you know we we can say well it doesn't bother us or we ignore it or but it, it does bother us. It bothers everybody. It's impossible mm-hmm. not to. Um, so we we have to work on that stress. Are are you doing anything at all to, you know, work on that issue right now? Uh, no, like okay. like the cold showers or yeah, any of the you know like meditation, that. mindfulness, the the protocols yeah, I've talked no. about. I I would really focus on those. The other thing, um, and I'm going to talk about today, the X3 workout. Uh, as I, you're going to hear me okay. really, really push this a lot. I am convinced, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about the fact that our country is aging. The baby boomers are all starting to retire. That's clearly the bulk of my audience. It is baby boomers. It's the bulk of the mm-hmm. truck drivers right now. So we're all starting to deal with these same issues as we age. And the more I look at this, most of the problems most seniors start to face health-wise. Now, we, we clearly know that their diet is a problem, but I, I assume when I'm talking to people, for the most part, we all agree we know what we have to do with the diet. Now, I get new people, so I have to explain it to them, but I assume for the most part, you've been doing this three years, you've had great success with it, you've tried other things. So I assume for the most part, you know, here we know diet is number one. Now we need to work on the other stuff. So I'm really working on this lifestyle protocol again with the idea of how do we get back to the benefits we used to receive as hunter-gatherers? You know, what, what kind of things are we missing? And the one thing we see, you know, we look at seniors and their health. I think the single biggest problem is that they're weak. They're weak and they're frail. You think about it. Seniors start to have a hard time getting out of their chair. We have chairs now designed to help you get out of them. They have a hard time going up and down stairs. So, you know, they tend to move into one-story houses. Um, The house I bought, kind of bizarre, it's a three-story. It's got an elevator. And that's a trend now, putting elevators in homes because of seniors who want to stay in the home and, you know, can't make it up and down stairs anymore. Uh, Seniors have hard times opening jars. We get so weak over our lifetime with our current lifestyle, and then they become frail, they need help, 
they tend to fall a lot because they're so weak. Their core muscles and their leg muscles get so weak, they fall. When they fall, their bones are brittle because their diet's so poor. When they break a bone, that's the beginning of the end. That's when they really start to go downhill. Uh, And unfortunately, our medical system today will keep them alive a really long time. But isn't that kind of a miserable existence, filling 27 prescriptions a year and being weak and frail? Isn't, doesn't that sound awful? Nobody look, would look yeah. forward to that, but that, that's the norm now, and it doesn't have to be. This workout, it, you know, one of the other things I really haven't talked a lot about, the X3 bar, um, the founder and inventor of the X3 bar, before that, all of his research and development had been for a product that was specifically designed for seniors because they get so weak and their bones get so weak. That was his whole thing. He worked on that for years, probably decades. And from that, he he figured out this better way of working out much more effective but his his whole focus in the beginning was there i forget the name of the other products still out there though uh his whole focus on was keeping seniors strong with good strong bone density uh it's not difficult the x3 bar workout is 10 minutes a day i'm going to show it again today i i think once we've got diet handled if you're only going to do one thing that would be the single most important thing you could do pam did i lose you yes oh, there here. you are yes i'm listening no i'm listening yeah. okay so gary, gary just bought one of those we haven't started using it so I'm, we're going to buckle down so you're going to show you're going to show that today so we can see it yes yeah so my original um, workout, I, I kind of defaulted to just the workout that came with the X3 bar because it was so well-developed. It was really good. But no matter how good something is, it can be improved on. And I, I now have an improvement on that workout. It's, it's an option. You don't have to do it this way. It does mean probably working out a couple more days a week. But it's shorter. It's easier. It's more effective. So I'm going to show that today. So I'll go through um, each exercise and kind of give you tips on each one and what we're looking for. But I'll go over the whole uh, workout itself today. So perfect timing for you guys. Okay. Great. Okay. All right. So you, the stress, the breathing, how, what is the red light? Which one do you use? Uh, on the um, infrared sauna, you mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's another change I've made. The infrared sauna we have in our store is a sauna blanket. So you think it, think about a sleeping bag. It's just like a sleeping bag. You get mm-hmm. inside of it. We selected that one because it's the best option for in the truck itself now and this is a new area of research i'm actually working with a company that manufactures this kind of stuff and we're thinking about designing our own and i'm I'm looking at trying to combine more wavelengths of light at the same time 
So right now, far infrared is, if you can only do one light therapy, we recommend far infrared. And that's what the blanket is. That's another reason we chose the blanket. There's also mid infrared and near infrared. They have different benefits. Then there's also just red light itself that's not infrared but visible red light that we can see that has other benefits so i'm playing around now but right now they're all different devices to do all of this stuff and i'm trying to work with this manufacturer to see could we combine all of these light sources into one option could it be affordable um, so I'm looking at some different form factors right now. We'll always recommend the, recommend the blanket. The blanket is easy. It's inexpensive. It's great for the truck. But the new protocol, one of the reasons I was able to cut the time down so much is because we've we're working on two different designs right now that instead of needing, you know, 45 minutes to an hour in the blanket, we only need 15 or 20 minutes. It's much more powerful. So, uh, but right now the, my high blanket is the one we sell in our store. Okay. Let me ask you one more quick question. Um, My blood pressure in the last year has starting to drop. Even when I was young, it was never at the high level, on the low level. And and I I sometimes will be out shopping, and all of a sudden I feel dizzy. I have never fainted, but I stand there and kind of wait to see what happens. So I started doing my blood pressure a couple of times. I caught it when I was at home where I could do it. It was like 130 over 82. That was just out of bed. Um, One time it was 121 over 77. And then one time it was 109 over 62. Okay. So most of the time I'm not home where I can check it to see if it is that. It's not my glucose because it's low. It's 68 to 80. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So low blood pressure, we don't get concerned about unless we have symptoms and you do have symptoms. So we should address it. Um, Most of the numbers you're giving me, I'm not too concerned about. Those are really ideal numbers. Even the last one, that's a little low. And that may be where you are when you start to see some symptoms. What that tells me, this is a verification of the weight loss issue that it's stress you are showing signs of weak adrenals so at some point you know when you're overstressed or you've worked a little too hard or maybe it's a hotter day than normal or whatever it's kind of pushing you beyond um, that stress limit and your adrenals kind of give out and that's what causes low blood pressure if you can find somebody that has a blood pressure cuff and knows how to take blood pressure manually. Um, There's a way we could check this. And uh, the way we check it is we have you lay down. We take blood pressure on your right arm. And we take the reading while you're laying down. We leave the cuff on. And then we have you stand up quickly from laying down to standing up quickly. And then we, we take another reading on your blood pressure right as you stand up. What should happen is your blood pressure should jump up about 12 points. And most people, it will actually drop. 
because most people are stressed today and most people are seeing it. You know, we, we kind of call it weak adrenals or it's not totally correct, but it gives us an idea of what's going on. Our, the whole system in our body that handles fight or flight is is so overactivated that it, it's just kind of giving up on us and and you'll you'll see your blood pressure drop when that happens so i have a feeling that's what's going on which the you know the whole stress protocol did, and the I workout one, will help that as well okay i did do it one time and stood up and it did drop from 109 to 106 that's not that, a bad that, that's not a bad drop i've seen worse but we don't want it to okay. drop at all we okay. don't even want it to stay the same we okay. actually want it to to jump up about 10 or 12 points okay okay so just work on this stress. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. And, and the beauty of it is, honestly, um, if you just follow the stress protocol exactly the way I've laid it out. I, I really, I, I'm so excited okay. about this. It's working really well um, with the new devices because we don't have to be in them as long. I've got the entire protocol down to about 40 minutes now. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm sorry it took so long. Oh, to no, problem. Time, but, um, no problem. No problem. Gary and I appreciate you tremendously you're welcome thank you for your time. yes thank you for your support you know it's what i love about this new format i i don't feel rushed at all i love being able to take more time uh with each caller and really work through things and again i even if i had six more calls waiting i've got a couple you can certainly jump in right now there's some lines open um but i i really prefer to take more time with people and because we don't have the breaks that time doesn't get interrupted uh i'm i'm uh really enjoying this format in a lot of ways let's go to wisconsin matt welcome to the program Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Good. What's on your mind today? Are you there? Uh, are you there? So, um, well, I'll try to make a long story short here. Um, I had a stint put back in uh, 2018, um, uh, drug-coated stint. Um, so I've, been, I've also been dealing with diabetes type 2 for about 10 years. Um, well, about a year ago, I kind of started changing my diet, you know, kind of doing a no-carb thing or low-carb. Um, and I've been listening to you for about four months now. So three months ago, I started on NDK and just really concentrated on what I, what I'm eating, healthy fats, proteins. Good. Um, and from this time last year, I'm down 50 pounds. Congratulations. Um, since That's the first awesome. of the year, I was, yep, I was at about a 10 A1C right now after three months of kind of NDK, I'm at 6.2. Good. So that's really, that's kind of what I've been striving for is to kind of get back to normal with my A1C. <laughs> um, yes. Problem is I'm on several medications for the stint. You know, I was on a statin. I got the doctor to remove me from the statin and she wants to put me back on the statin. Um, so I met with her nurse a couple of weeks ago. Um, I got the whole, you know, I kind of told them what, what I'm doing and, you know, the diet I'm doing and she didn't like that. <laughs> um, you know, no, you shouldn't be eating any red meat. You shouldn't be eating oh. any, any red meat. Oh. You know, this statin doesn't make you feel very good. 
maybe we should try a torvastatin. We should switch to that statin. You know, so so um, so you so a lot of questions in my head. You know, so yep. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say you probably know how I feel about the statins, right? Yes, yes, yes. And, and you know um, what? You, you so just you finished the story. Yeah. I did a whole yeah, show on I did a whole show on statins, and I actually forgot to put in one detail in there, and you just reminded me of it. Just yeah. one more problem to pile on top of all the other problems statins cause. There is a very, very common theme that these statins do have nasty side effects and doctors will tell people well that's okay if we try one and you don't feel good we'll just try another one there's lots of them here's a huge mistake we see all of the time these doctors don't seem to understand the dosing differences on different types of statins so i've seen many times where they take somebody who's on 10 milligrams of this particular statin when they switch them they just pick 10 milligrams again well, wait a minute. No, this statin's only supposed to be two milligrams. You just raised their dose five times, and they don't seem to catch that. That's a real problem. Sure, so sure. the whole statin thing, just throw those right out the window. No reason to be taking those damn things. Yep. Now, some of the other drugs they may have put you on because of the stent blood thinners, things like that. If you're concerned about those and you want to know whether you should really be taking them or not, I would recommend a, a consult with Dr. Wolfson. I mean, those drugs I can't really get I, into. I'm as far as ahead, yeah. Okay, good. Good. Yep, I'm one step ahead. Yeah, I've already did a blood test and I sent that out last week. Um, so I'll be having a, a, a call with one of his coaches in Excellent. like three weeks. So Perfect. I'm looking Perfect. forward to that. Good. You know, the, and, and I also did a discovery call with Lauren back in May. So she kind of got me started on everything. Awesome. Um, and it's funny you say that about statins because I'm dealing the same thing with my endocrinologist about my, I take uh, Ozempic, an injectable for diabetes plus. I was on glipizide metformin. Well, he took me off met. Uh, he didn't take me off metformin. I just stopped taking it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, also, I was on um, uh, this Ozempic, and I told him like two months ago, I said, I'm starting this diet. I want to, you know, get, uh, but my goal is to get off these medications, you know. Well, so I sent him a message. So every morning, you know, I get the, I forgot what they call it, but in the morning you spike, you know, from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. you spike. And I was going up like 200 some days at, you know, 8 a.m. This was all without even eating breakfast. And they would drop down back to, you know, 120, 130 for kind of my norm. But I said, you know, what can I do to reduce this spike in the morning? Thinking, okay, maybe he'll give me some, like, a nutritional advice. Yeah. Oh, no, we can add Jardians. <laughs> if you want us to add Jardians, we can add Jardians. That'll help with that. <laughs> So let me, it's comical. You call it, you call it exactly uh, how it is. You know? So let me give you some advice on how you do learn about that spike and other ways that we might be able to reduce that spike and learn other ways we might be able to get your blood sugar down. Uh, I recommend doing at least a month or two with a continuous glucose monitor. I, I have one. I wear a Libre. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So, so I, I read it all the time. So try, times a day I check it. Yep, try, I try this. Yep. 
And if you kept records about when you ate and all that stuff, go back and look. And I'm going to make a prediction that the mornings that you wake up with those really high spikes over 200 are going to correlate with you eating later in the day. Okay. Sure. It is the I can one tell you that, this, in the past three weeks, I haven't, I haven't been above 150 in excellent, the morning. So excellent. just kind of watching that, Good. doing exactly Good. that. So, yeah, for um, some reason. This is like uh, when, when I first started that. When I first started it, that's when, oh, when yeah. I talked it, to the doctor and he told me about adding cardium. So. <laughs> yeah. No, we can fix that with no drugs. And it does tend to kind of work itself out over time. But we can really, you know, I, I found a absolute correlation between eating closer to bedtime and having those really high numbers uh, we call it the dawn effect the next morning and if i would stop eating you know four or five hours my numbers would look completely different and it's so weird because when we eat during the day whatever we eat only affects our blood sugar for about four hours max but for some reason what we eat in the evening affects our blood sugar all night long and into the next morning. Sure. Um, you know, I also get it when I exercise. So that I'll exercise like in the afternoon or early evening and my blood sugar goes up me when I exercise. Yeah. There's wow. a, there's an explanation. So, you know, we talk about the fight or flight and we talk about stress levels and I've even explained and I'll probably explain it again today that my stress protocol doesn't reduce stress. It actually increases stress. And we, we increase stress in a very specific way so that we build, you know, I, I call it our body's stress muscle. We have to build our body's stress muscles so that it's able to handle stress without breaking down. We can't just avoid stress. It doesn't work. So we have to build our stress muscle. And that's really what this protocol does. It increases stress just like we increase the load on our muscles when we're working out to make our muscles stronger. I, my stress protocol increases the load on all of our stress response and hormones so that it gets stronger and stronger over time. Sure. How can I read more about that? Is it on Healthy Tribe somewhere? There's a there's a, a video somewhere, and I'm going to do one today. So because I've, I've changed okay. the protocol okay. from the last time I did a video, so I, I don't have a lot written on this. Um, at some point, we'll probably sure. do something, uh, but today I will be doing just a live video, and then that video will get posted so you could go back and you know review it. But that's really what I'm going to talk about today: the protocol itself, the changes to the protocol. I'm going to put a pretty big focus on the X3 workout as well. Excellent. Yep, that's my next step is getting X3 bar. So perfect. Um, so one more real quick question. Sure. Um, so, so I told you I'm in a couple of weeks, I'll be meeting with Dr. Wolfson's coach. Um, and so I've been doing, I followed Lauren's protocol with kind of a couple supplements with a, a biotin maybe, or biodoff seven or 
Yeah. Um, there was okay. like three things she put me on. You know, I take two before meals. I take one every night. Right. Um, and then the, the vitamin D drops. Um, every morning I do my keto coffee or my NDK coffee and um, love that. That's, Good. I look forward to that every morning. So, <laughs> I know. Um, me too. So the one thing I've noticed, <laughs> um, one thing I've noticed the last couple weeks, um, and I kind of read up about going to the bathroom. Now, I would say I'm constipated, but I'm not. Um, I just go to the bathroom a lot less. Like every three days I go to the bathroom. Well, the last like week, so about three months I've been doing the, the diet now. Um, the last week, really bad constipation. Um, before it was a little diarrhea, and then it was a little bit of constipation. Now, the last week it's been um, just uh, constipation. So I'm wondering... I know you talk about the the kit, the gut health kit. Yeah, I wonder if that's something I should I, do, or should I wait to talk to Doctor Doctor Wilson? Or? I would wait. The the reason being, all practitioners okay. kind of have their you know, their methods, their products. And, you know, if somebody comes to us and they say, hey, I was working with this practitioner. They had me on this. We'll review all of their supplements and say, oh, yeah, you can stick with that one. You know, we have one that's similar, but you've already got that one, so stick with it. Dr. Wolfson's pretty much the same way. But since we know you're going, I I would wait and and just take his recommendations then. Okay. Sounds good. Um, well, thank you very much for everything. I've been listening to you for a couple months now, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite the journey so far. Excellent. Figuring out everything to eat, though, I'm still kind of learning that. You know, it's, so, it's hard to shop for it. Yeah, you can't find anything good to eat out there except it, it, the different stores. I can tell you this. Keep at it. You'll get better and better at it. You know, we're, we're, we've we're been doing this eight or nine years now, and the food part of it is just so easy. Easier than food has ever been. Sure, sure. Um, I'll tell you the other thing about digestion. I, the, the more I lean on carnivore, the better my digestion gets. I am fully convinced that almost all of our digestive issues stem from plant foods. So, yeah. so I'm excited and thank you very much again. You're I think welcome. You, I think you answered my question. Excellent. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Minnesota this time. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hi. What's on your mind today? You hear me? I can. I've been taking your, uh, your uh, what is it, your vitamin D drops, your coffee in the morning and all that for about two years and... I went in and had my physical, and my vitamin D is still very low. It was 29 again. Ouch. So which which version of the drops are you taking right now? Because we have a couple different um, vitamin yeah. D yep. products. I take, uh, I take the expensive one, the highest one. Double, what is that one called? So the uh, Bio-DK. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, so yep. that is the most potent. Um, how many drops a day? I've been doing five to six drops a day. Wow, and you were still at 29. Yep, I okay. was at that last we, year, too. Yeah. And never gone up. We, and I did get, yeah, yeah. We've got another I don't know. deficiency somewhere. 
We're going to have to dig okay. to try to find it. There, there are a couple other cofactors that could cause this to happen. Um, have you ever done a NutriQ and a discovery call with us? No, I haven't. I, you guys send me one to fill out. I know that. I got to fill that out and send it into you. Yeah, I, I would do that. We may find some clues in there, but um, we really need to figure out. There's another deficiency here somewhere, um, and we got to figure out what it is. Yeah, because my vitamin B is very high. That's 116. Uh, which which B? There's lots of B vitamins. B, B, B12. Oh, yeah. B, B12. My God, I, I have one. There are so many supplements that are so loaded with B12, like one supplement sometimes will have 4,000% of the daily allowance. I mean, B12, you can get crazy okay. numbers on B12. So I, I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, oh OK, because the doctor said that's too high. I like I said and every Don't once in a while I, I'll catch there was one time where I actually overloaded B12 so much because I was experimenting with a couple of different supplements and I didn't catch that several of them were I, I think at one point I went back and looked and I was taking like 10,000 times more B12 than you were supposed to be. Uh, wow. It was a crazy number. But and, and I did actually get a symptom. I started for the first time in my life. I started to get anxiety. I was like, whoa, what is this? Mm. I didn't even know really what anxiety was. And I started to get yeah. anxiety. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. What is going on here? Uh, it was actually my son, Michael, that, that uh, figured it out. High levels of vitamin B12 can deplete lithium. And lithium is kind oh. of what keeps our our balance on anxiety and some other things. So um, we cut back. But like I said, that was crazy amounts of B12 before I got any kind of a symptom oh. at all. Okay. Yeah. I've been always low on, on my vitamin D always. Every time I go in, sometimes it's 30, 35 is the most it's ever been the highest my whole life. Yeah. And that that's, we, we have to figure out why that has nothing to do with the supplement itself. We've got to find, um, why? So with this, this may require some blood work. Um, we're going to have to go look at nutritional levels and figure out which cofactor is missing. Okay. Does the acid reflux or anything like that or anything got to do with it? Now, now the acid reflux would be no. weak stomach acid. That one's easy. We can fix that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I already have surgery for the stomach and throat already for it. So yeah, we, we can fix that yeah. one. That one's easy. The vitamin D when somebody is supplementing vitamin D and it's still low, that one can be a little tricky. Sometimes we have to dig for that one. Okay. Yeah. That will okay. because my vitamin D was low. What's that? You broke up. The COVID nineteen. The COVID nineteen is that why? Oh, you're breaking up again. You know what? I'm going to cut you loose. Maybe you can hear this. Um, th there was a very strong. There is a very strong correlation between low vitamin D levels and poor outcomes with COVID. More likely to get it. More likely to have severe symptoms uh, with low vitamin D levels. 
And that that's not just COVID. That's our immune system. So you're more likely to get every cold or flu or virus that comes along. And because it's a it's an immune system, it's not specifically a COVID thing. Let's go to New Jersey. Todd, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Doing good. What can I help you with today? Good, good. Hey, um, if you don't mind, I like to run by you my lipids. I've been carnivore for seven months. It fixed a lot of great things in my, my life. But my lipids went up extremely high. Like, uh, for example, my overall cholesterol went from uh, uh, almost 400 to 715. Ooh, okay. So, oh, God. Yeah. So, has anybody ever talked to you about the term? And I, I, I have a hard time with this term: hypofamilial um, cholesterolemia. Has anybody ever talked to you about a term even close to that? I uh, I saw a video from um, Paladino the other day about that. Is that about it, uh, the hardened the, the, the arterias or something like that? So when we talk about cholesterol and somebody gets these crazy high numbers like seven, eight, nine hundred, that is a genetic issue. Most things are not genetic, but this is one. When you can register those kind of cholesterol numbers, uh, that is a genetic issue. So we, we, I would oh, want wow. you working with a practitioner on that. All right. All right. Yeah, because it takes like uh, my testosterone from 315 that I was, it went up to 1825, which is a good thing. My, uh, my, um, my insulin is 2.5, which is really good. My glucose uh, went from uh, 97 to 82. And, uh, but my, my, the only thing that got crazy yeah. was my cholesterol. So, yeah. So that's excellent. You got lots of good results from eating this way, but we do have to address your cholesterol. And this is fairly rare. I mean, I, I've maybe dealt with 10 cases of this in the last eight years. Um, but we do. So here's the thing I, I can eat pure fat all day long, and my cholesterol numbers will never even get close to that. When, when we see those kind of numbers, it's always this genetic issue. It, it, it's not the diet, but we can adjust the diet to make it better. Do you, do you think or how do you feel about going back to a little bit of our carbs to address that? Would that work with that? Uh, that, that is sometimes what we do, but we've got to be careful with that. That's why I really like to see somebody working with a practitioner to get the diet tweaked when, when we see this. All right. All right. Sometimes we actually go heavier on some lean protein rather than carbs. I've been doing a lot of, I've been doing like 50, 50 on fat and uh, lean meat. Yeah, so one of the things you can do is start to move a little more towards leaner cuts. Now, not don't go crazy. We don't want you eating boneless, skinless chicken breasts, but maybe cut back on that fat a little bit. Start moving more towards leaner proteins. The other really important factor here is that 
you should not be eating conventional meat and conventional fat ever. You really should be making sure you're getting the best quality meat and fat you can find. Yeah, now that that I'm doing uh, grass fed, uh, grass finished from from well, U.S. Wellness uh, Excellent. meat. Excellent. I get uh, I did uh, the other uh, it might, this might be that uh, uh, the cause because I deep fry everything on tallow though. Oh, well, deep frying on tallow is okay. And the other thing you want to really do when you deep fry, um, and when I say it's okay, it's not necessarily healthy, but if we do it right, it's not going to kill us either. And I do deep fry um, tallow and lower temperatures. Like if you can deep fry at 300 do that instead of 350 or 375 or whatever they're recommending, turn it down and, and deep fry at lower temperatures. Yeah. And I even, I even like, I make bowls like from uh, my ground beef and the center, I leave it raw. I just like deep fry the outside. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. All right. I'll look into that then. Okay. Thanks for the call. All right. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.